speaking of weather, mm -hmm. which we'll say you and I were, ju were just speaking of weather. I think I just brought it up, <laughs> but, um, I was just driving. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Speaking of driving, um, I was just driving over I was just driving home with the windows down, you know, it's like whatever, 80 degrees outside right now, mm -hmm. nighttime. Like these are the nights that I'm, that I wait for all year long. Oh know? yeah. Like when it's, it's nice out and you can drive with the windows down and whatever. And it's just, I love it. But I saw in the distance, uh, lightning. Okay. And I was like, oh crap, it, it's going to storm. So I was like super excited about that too. So then I, I come home and I check the radar and the lightning is down by Kankakee. Like there's, it, which is like what, 40 miles south of here. Right. Maybe. And, but you know, when you're looking at it in the distance, it looks like it's two miles away, but it reminded me that, Tom Skilling, our, our weather guy that we always talk about. Tom um, Skilling. He, he, he always talks about how really tall, like there's no such thing as heat lightning. People mention like, have you ever heard people talk about heat lightning? Yeah. Like it doesn't, it, there's no such thing. It, all lightning is associated with thunderstorms. Right. And it's just that some thunderstorms are so tall that you can literally see thunderstorms like 150 miles away if they're tall enough, mm -hmm. which is a ridiculous thought to me. Like 150 miles is almost like Indianapolis. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't they, when they're breaking it down, I mean, they talk about these um, clouds and, and uh, storms going like fifty or sixty thousand feet, right? And that's 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 exactly what he said. He said because of like a big thunderstorm that's fifty thousand feet in the air, mm -hmm. like you can see fifty thousand feet high, and, and like just the brightness and the power of the lightning and whatever, like you can see fifty thousand feet high, one hundred and fifty miles away, right? So the lightning looks like it's you know, relatively close, but really you're not going to get any rain at all. Right. Well, and, and so, so actually I just, uh, as you, um, were, were, uh, talking, I pulled up my, uh, um, storm chasing radar. Yeah. And, uh, I mean that, that, um, storm that was over Kankakee is now, it's going to hit, Hit Lowell, but the brunt of oh, it is, is is south. So I mean, it's closer. Yeah, it definitely. I just yeah. I just refreshed, and it definitely did move northeast mm -hmm. yeah. than from the last time that I saw it. So it, yeah, it is closer. It's it will miss us, but it is closer. Right. Yeah. Um. But that's uh that it's it's just amazing to me because like sometimes when you're driving like you know, through farmland or whatever, and you see like a huge storm cloud in the distance. Mm -hmm. It really is the distance, you know, right? especially if you see like one cloud, like among all the blue sky and there's one storm cloud, like that thing can be really far away. Right. Um, I remember a couple summers ago driving up 65 and seeing 
a cloud that looked huge and looked like, you know, in the distance, but not all that far in the distance. And when I got home and checked the, the weather map, like the nearest cloud was to almost Fort Wayne, which is like 150 miles. And you could see it that far away. So, you know, just because clouds look close, like they're, they're really not if they're the, the huge storm clouds. You right. know? Yeah. Um, when I'm driving out, out in the rural area, like North Judson and yeah, um, way out there, it's weird looking at a storm that's rolling and when there's so much open open area to watch it it looks more uh menacing actually because yeah um when you're around here it's you can the like the houses and trees block the whole view of it but when you're when you're driving in a you know field i mean it's like holy shit that thing's gigantic yeah it is and that to me, that's part of the allure of storm chasing. Like we talked about going out to the plains, you know, and just the wide open spaces and being able to see, um, I don't know. I, I always have this fantasy of like having, having, you know, a house in the middle of nowhere that faces to the West. So you can see storms rolling in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the unknown is always, what happens when a bad storm comes and you're screwed? You know? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Just have a, a underground shelter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, well, I was going to ask you. I'm sure. I'm sure you have seen them, Mister Storm Chase video guy. But he, um, I what? I, well, I was just going to mention. Like, I, I have one one example in mind that I'm sure is very common, but it's the only video that I saw of like these people who basically just made a storm shelter in their garage, like below their garage floor. And they just had like this huge iron, like sliding door in the floor of their garage that they would just slide over and then they could walk down there and then just slide it over them. And like, there, there was nothing going to happen to them down there, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it would just be nice to have something like that. Cause you know, like, Maybe you're going to lose everything in a tornado, but at least you don't have to worry about dying, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on how big it is. Um, I just, you know, I, um, no, I thought you were going to refer to the, um, this recent documentary called, uh, uh, Mr. Tornado. It came oh. out on pbs uh, uh it's on uh ted fujita who oh okay who um fujita at, scale mm-hmm. yeah uh worked at uh your your uh employer the oh UFC. did he yeah mm-hmm. he, he he uh came over in 1953 and um worked there i think until the late 80s he had to had to retire um back then i guess they had um professors and researchers had had a mandatory retirement at at, uh, 70 years old and it wasn't like like optional it was like he had to but um uh uh, it's on pbs you you can 
stream it. It's awesome. But he so so he came up with the uh, with the F scale, the uh, uh, Fujita scale, and uh, you know, like an EF five would probably rip that iron cover off. Like it, like an EF five makes like basements useless. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it can just fucking rip apart everything. And he so Holy cow. so I won't. I um, highly recommend people watch it because it's a, a example of a like a genius, somebody that was so so ahead in his methods that he was mocked. He was mocked by scientists. He was mocked by people in the weather community community for almost everything he uh, theorized and then proved. Wow. And it wasn't until he like proved it finally. And, and he, the evidence was there. It just took him to uh, say, Hey, this is fucking happening. And like, right. everything he came up with, he, he, he was the reason why airplanes have a flight path around dorms, actually. Oh. Because in the 60s and 70s, it was a real fucking problem that airplanes would, would just like randomly drop out of the sky. <laughs> and he figured out from a crash and... New York, he termed the um, uh, microburst. He mm. he he mm -hmm. came up with that theory and what happened, and he he got fucking ripped on, and then yeah. he fucking proved it. And that's awesome. Uh, that happened with the the EF rating. Also, it's uh, it's called called the the um, the uh, enhanced Fujita today. Yeah, uh, but back then it was just the uh, the Fujita scale, and people ridiculed him on how like it was some like ego issue and whatever. But yeah, <laughs> but he like he came up with it to determine damage, and right, and he learned tornado damage through firsthand learning how the the um the bomb over 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 um nagasaki damaged that area oh yeah it is that's did he grow uh, up there or did he yeah uh-huh he okay. he um he actually grew up in the or or lived in the town where they were uh gonna drop it first but then uh, history tells us there were weather issues and they had to move to uh, the s second option, which was Nagasaki. So yeah. he was he was a, a professor in, uh, in in engineering at the time. And afterwards, he, he was kind of looking for work and. Like his bosses said, "Hey, go down there and and check out the damage and 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 like look at the patterns." And in this guy hand drew everything. 
And it's, he, he is, he is a person people should uh, read up on. And I mean, at a a minimum, take an hour out and watch this film on him. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, I I definitely will. That's somebody that I've, I mean, as soon as you said the name, I recognized it because, um, because of his association with tornadoes and Tom Skilling is always talking about Ted Fujita and the Fujita scale. And I remember it was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago, probably that they switched from the Fujita scale to the enhanced Fujita scale. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being like a pretty big deal when they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's so awesome. You know, he's ridiculed and people are just, you know, they don't believe what he says. And then mm-hmm. he's like, just wait. Yeah. Just yeah. Wait. Real patience. I got it. Uh, you know? Yeah. And show those assholes that he's really the one that knows what's up. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, uh, without ruining the uh, move, but I mean, you'll, it, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it anyway, but like this, he was so hardcore. He went out after a, a, a tornado hit hit Fargo, and at this time in our country, to say the word tornado was really, really bad, and the local towns wouldn't even put the sirens on because they were worried that if there wasn't, then people would just tune them out so this shit would happen hundreds of people would get killed and then they there was very little research and very little info on it but he went to fargo and he um he people were taking pictures okay of the tornado from the town okay yeah and um and uh, and he tracked all these people down because they took pictures at at like different angles and at different times. And he gathered up all these pictures and made an he 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 made his own animation out of it. Oh my gosh! It, it's crazy what what he did. Yeah, it, yeah. The guy was awesome. Um, yeah. It feels yeah. Like it. All right. Well, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. That yeah. that sounds like that sounds like a good one to watch, especially if it's, you know, I'm sure I'm sure anybody could find anything interesting in it. But if you're a, if you're a tornado fetishist like we are, <laughs> I'm sure it's right up our alley. Right. I was actually just thinking today about uh, how we were talking about storm chasing before and trying to. You know, I, I was thinking maybe I'll just take a couple days and go out and drive around like by myself and just see what I can see. And hopefully I run into something, but I just I can't get any time off work and it's just a drag. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Right. <laughs> um, well, if let me refresh this radar, I don't think I don't think that's coming this way. I'm I'm in the mood for a storm now. We had that heat on. Well, yesterday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. and that was like, yes, it's finally summer. So now I'm ready for the uh, the storms that go along with that stuff. Um, so, <laughs> so we talked, I don't know, weeks ago about uh, people leaving their 
rubber gloves in the parking lot and stuff of, of stores. You said you hadn't seen it, but I continue to see it admire like masks and gloves Jeez. that disgusting pigs just throw into the throw into the parking lot. And um, I was driving uh, over the weekend and, <laughs> it, you know, it's nice out, obviously. So I'm driving with the windows down, obviously, because that's the only acceptable way to drive in the summer when it's warm out. Mm-hmm. And but, I, you know, I have a couple masks in my car that I wear, you know, when I go into the store, but I'm not wearing them when I'm driving. Right. And, I'm I'm driving down the road and a mask just floats up. It it was in my center console and like usually I try to bury them a little bit under something, but this was just like sitting on the top and like a gust of wind came in and just like the mask floated up into the air and just hovered there for a second. And I went to grab it and I swear, as soon as I grabbed it, uh-huh. it floated right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like a oh, m- magic trick. I was like, oh shit. Like I, somebody was probably behind me and saw this mask float out the window and thought that I just threw a mask out the window. But like, whether anybody saw it or not, I was, I, th- the first thing I thought was about our conversation and seeing that stuff on the, on the ground at, in the parking lot. Right, right. You're just uh, lumped in with all those jerks. Yeah, I'm just one of those disgusting pigs I was just talking about. Right. But I wasn't because I stopped and I turned around and I went and I picked up the damn mask. Oh, oh, look at that. I could not. You know what? It was by your house, too. Oh, what? It was. Yeah, it was <laughs> like right there on um, on Main, like, you know, half a mile west of your house, okay. maybe a mile rest of your house so, you know just a two-lane road highly residential but you know you get going pretty good on Maine if there's yeah. no other cars around or whatever and it man it floated right out and i was like I, I can't especially because it was right near the bike trail that crosses there yeah right right and i was like you know some somebody's going to be on their bike and they're going to see this mask and they're going to think what asshole left that mask you know so I uh, I did a U-turn up ahead and came back and did another U-turn and went back in the direction and pulled off and picked it up. And um, and then after I picked it up, I'm driving away and I'm thinking, and it occurs to me, I hope this is my mask. Like I, I didn't even check to see if there was another mask in the area. Like what if I grabbed the wrong mask and there, there just happened to be another mask on the ground and I have somebody else's like, disgusting infected covid-19 infected mask did Hopefully you wash your hands right away well I, that was the thing is i was on the on the way to deliver something so i had to do that and then i had to then i went back to the store and washed my hands yeah but um i don't know i i just i didn't want to be the person that was you know contributing to the uh COVID-19 detritus that's all over the place that I see that's so disgusting. So you're not, my mask isn't gonna, isn't gonna leave its mark anywhere. (laughs) So when you're driving with the windows down and see, this is the last, last episode, was it last? Yeah. Last episode, we were talking about how I've been thinking about a Jeep. Right. Like the only reason I want a Jeep is so I can drive around with no top and no doors, you know, and just like 
And obviously, if you're going to do that, you can't have anything in there because anything you have is going to float out. Right. Well, well, yeah, I mean, people even. <laughs> like if they aren't wearing the fucking seatbelt. When, when <laughs> we were younger, I, uh, no, I always wondered when I saw Jeeps when I uh, was a kid, which wasn't often. I mean, Jeeps back then weren't as popular as. Yeah, they, they're definitely like, now. like always wondered, like. Do people ever fall out when they're turning a corner? Like, does that happen? And I'm sure it's happened, right? Yeah. I mean, it had to have. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it had. It yeah, it has to have happened. Um, well, like my, <laughs> I have a story about falling out of car. A couple of stories about fall, falling out of cars. Actually, my sister, my older sister, oldest sister. Um, fell out of a car twice. Oh, oh shit. I don't think I heard this. No, no. Well, I don't think, you know, we were kids. She was born in 73. So she's a kid, you know, in the seventies and early Mm eighties. And there were no kids. Like you weren't sitting in the back seat when you're like six or seven years old. At least I wasn't, you know? Right, right, right. You can, I mean, back then there were no seat belts. You, you can drink and drive okay. You're just like right? Yeah, you're just sitting on mom's lap in the front seat right. and like do 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 like well and well. Gosh, I'm I'm going on all sorts of tangents here, but like terms of endearment, which I mentioned, you know, three months ago, how great it was um, from the 1980s, there's a scene in there where the kid is just sitting in the front seat with the mom driving. And I'm like, that would not fly today. But, um, my sister was just sitting in the front seat. And I think, I think one time my mom was driving and one time my dad was driving, but, um, they turned in, in the corner and she was leaning against the door and the door just opened and she fell out, fell out of the car. Holy shit. Like injury? Like, I don't think she got hurt, but literally like on the pavement. Right. And like my dad said that he worried that he was going to run her over or that he did run her over. Right. But I think that they were just in a parking lot. And so she just, you know, the door opened and she fell out and that was it. And, you know, he didn't run her over or anything. He, you know, probably stopped and picked her up and probably shit his pants, but (laughs) at least he didn't kill her, you know, but, um, I was, this was just a couple years, eh, maybe three or four years ago. Um, I was in, hold on, like your sister fell out of a car a couple years ago. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, this following story I'm telling. No, (laughs) this, that story was from like early eighties, late seventies or early eighties. But this fall, yeah, she's like 40 and just fell out of the car. But like uh, a few years ago, I was driving with my kids in um, St. Joseph's, Michigan at the McDonald's there, right across, right next to the big boy restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we, we went into McDonald's, we came back out, my daughter got into her car seat, closed the door. And as we were leaving McDonald's, we had, we were like parked on one side and we had to like go all around the parking lot to get to the exit. 
And when I turned one of the corners around the back of the building, her door flew open. And I have no idea how it even happened. Like I would have, you know, guaranteed that her door was closed. I, I can't remember if I let her close it. I can't imagine that I let her close it because she was, you know, six or seven at the time. And only up until like last year was I not closing her door for her all the time. So I'm not, I'm not sure what happened, but the door flew open and I just like stopped right away. But luckily, you know, now she's in a booster seat. She's had, she has a seat belt. Like she, she wasn't going anywhere. Right. But you know, if it was 35 years ago, like she would have been out on the pavement, you know, cause she might've been leaning on that door and then just out the door. That's scary. That, that's fucked up. You bakers and, and your car doors. <laughs> Maybe a Jeep is not in the best interest. I was just going to say, so it makes total sense to go get a Jeep with no doors. Right. And just kind of tempt fate and take our chances and see what happens. The problem with, do you remember when uh, we were out in Arizona, uh, April 6th, 7th, and 8th of 2005. Mm -hmm. And we were driving around in that uh, uh, Sebring, that Chrysler Sebring convertible. Right. And it was really cool to drive around in, but, well, two things sucked about it. One was just having the Arizona sun beat down on us incessantly. Mm -hmm. But the other one was you can't talk. Yeah, uh, it's pretty loud. It's so loud. And, you know, if you're, especially if you're driving on a highway, like you're for sure not talking, Mm -hmm. you know, but even just like driving around town, like it's pretty hard to carry a conversation. Right. Um, But, you know, I I don't. Well, maybe that's why people, when they, uh, when they have their tops down they roll up their windows like is that why it, it might be because i do i re, do you remember that we were saying then like it, it makes sense to roll up your windows because it does cut down on some of the air flow right. like with your windows up the air is just kind of going over the top of you but with the windows down it's really just kind of surrounding you it really looks idiotic to drive around with the windows up but it does yeah it does make a little bit of sense but also maybe that's why maybe that's why it's a good car <laughs> for like older couples that get to that point where they just run out of shit to say to each other and they don't want to talk anymore. Like right. you know, you're driving somewhere with your wife and I can't hear you, you know. <laughs> right. They uh uh jump in the Buick and put the top down. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how hard i'm working to get buick as a sponsor and you just keep talking shit about them hey buick fuck off (laughs) i'll tell you who who uh who can sponsor us it is um ferrera pan candy oh my gosh there you go yeah, so I mean, so periodically I, uh, I uh, go through these phases where where I just want candy. I don't yeah. and like I used to like years ago. I, I mean, I loved candy, and I still 
like it, but but I would rather eat a salt lick than rather than eat sugar. <laughs> so, but like last week, I wanted candy, so I um was running uh, up to Walgreens anyway for for a couple other items, and I picked up some candy, and I. Th- uh, and I think I mentioned it uh, on the podcast like months ago. I know I prefer Ferrera Pan because they fucking have so much good candy. But but there's a there's a box of runts here, okay? And it, there's a reason why I brought up Ferrera Pan, okay? I'm eating runts. Uh, hopefully, people can't hear me, um, but. There are some interesting uh, warnings and information on this box of candy. Um, the runts box? Yes. So, okay. <laughs> like, warning one is may contain egg. Okay. So, all right. I mean, if my candy has egg in it, okay. I'm not sure if I should like it, but. It, <laughs> But uh, if it doesn't, then then I should be okay if I have an allergy. So it's kind of a game. They're basically saying just <laughs> eat these and it's a crapshoot because I may or may not have that. Okay. Yeah. Then there's a safety warning which reads small objects such as hard and soft candies may inadvertently become lodged in the throat. So yeah. Okay, I mean, I understand that, but that's strike two. So I can either have an allergic reaction or choke. Then the other odd piece of info that they have to tell me is that it's made in the USA with globally sourced ingredients. Ah. So do I feel better that... Because it's made here and not elsewhere, right? That the that the ingredients won't hurt me, <laughs> right? The ingredients still came from wherever, right? So, I mean, what difference if uh, is it if these are made in like I don't know Kazakhstan? <laughs> with, with their locally sourcing like what what fucking difference is it yeah yeah anyway that's uh for people who who uh want some interesting uh tidbits pick up a box of candy and read it well runs mm-hmm. like I, I haven't had runs in a long time we'll have them i well, i should I love runs yeah. and like, I love all the, like the banana runs. Oh yeah. They're the best. They're the hardest though. So watch your that, teeth. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Like right. speaking as somebody who has one crown from a chipped tooth, right? another tooth in need of a crown. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm kind of taking my tooth health into my, you know, risking my tooth health here by eating runs. That's, that is part of the may may contain egg 
gamble. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> in the eating, eating hard candy is a fucking crapshoot. Like speaking to the person that um, just got his first crown last year yeah. and randomly has, has a uh, fillings fall out because they're older and I get them replaced. And, and yeah. you know, and like, shipping a tooth on a fucking hot dog and like raisin bran i mean <laughs> like i shouldn't be eating these things and i try to suck on them only but okay that was yeah that was going to be my next question but but what go ahead but you get this urge this like yeah, sure. yeah. this like this kind of uh um dental russian roulette <laughs> to, uh, bite down on the candy <laughs> that's exactly what it's like yeah i mean it, you know those are those are a young person's candy for sure oh, yeah. and by young person i mean like not 40 because by 40 you you know right unless like who are these people with these perfect teeth i i want to punch them all in their face and break their fucking teeth well, but i mean like, they're probably all like fake and shit though like yeah well veneers. <laughs> yeah well, you know, speaking as somebody who drinks 15 gallons of Diet Coke a day and whose teeth are rotten out of my head, um, I, you know, I'm probably not the best, uh, best person to be um, eating runs. Well, keep in mind the, um, the green and purple ones, they're the softest. The, the banana okay. ones are the hardest. Okay. Well, the... We'll get back to Ferrara Pan in a minute, but I, in um, I was looking at recipes today in the um, New York Times cooking app, which if you haven't subscribed to the New York Times cooking app, it's like $40 for the year. If you do any cooking, it's worth every penny. Okay. Because like, yeah, you're paying for an app where you can, I mean, you can find free recipes anytime you want, but like you get like a three time weekly column about what to cook. And the part of the problem with like looking for recipes online is it's just so overwhelming and you don't know what to choose, but like the New York times cooking app, they'll send you an email three times a week and say, this is what you're going to make this weekend. Okay. And if you follow that, all right, I don't have to make any decisions. You're telling me what I'm going to make and it's going to be awesome. So let's go with that. So get it. New York times cooking app, get it. But, um, one of the things that they, that they posted in there over the past couple of days was a, um, chocolate chip cookie pizza. Wait, hang on a, hang on a second. I have to process it. Chocolate chip <laughs> cookie pizza. Okay. Basically, basically it's just a big chocolate chip cookie in the shape of a pizza is what it is. And, but they said, you know, you can do things to make it look like a pizza. So you can like cut out fruit roll-ups and make them look like a pepperoni and like get marshmallow fluff and make it look like cheese and all of this stuff. And one of the things that they said to put on it was nerds to make like green nerds would look like herbs. Okay. And I just thought I haven't had nerds forever, but you mentioning runts makes me want to eat runts, but it also makes me want to eat nerds because I love nerds. Nerds are very, very underrated. 
They are. Always and they're I mean, have been. Yeah. And they're so sim- I think it's because they're so simple. They're just little clumps of sugar. Right. Colorized and flavored, you know, like there's nothing fancy to them. There's no uniform texture. There's no I mean, it, it almost seems like it's a candy that was invented by accident. Oh, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, we just need to brand this and we'll be fine. Right. You know, and that's what they did. But um, nerds. Yeah. My daughter was obsessed with nerds for a long time, but I don't think we bought them in quite some time. So, yeah, they're pretty good. I haven't um, had them had them in a few years. I remember back in their heyday in the 80s, they had the greatest flavors. I, I think they've kind of reined it in on the flavor um, diversity there. Yeah. I remember grape nerds being pretty powerfully grape. Yeah. Like they weren't messing around with the grape flavor on that for sure. But, um, so did you have something else to say about Ferrara pan or did you just meant, you just thought of that because of runs or does Ferrara pan make runs? Yeah. Uh huh. And they do. Okay. Yeah. And nerds and gobstoppers and jawbreakers and lemon heads and okay see that's what i beans the best candy company hands down when i because when i think of ferrara pan i always think of lemon heads right like immediately lemon heads and and like orange heads which are good yeah mm-hmm. but, heads and apple yes yeah. but like in like boston baked beans which i never tried until probably five years ago when you raved about Boston baked beans. So good. And I was like, what the hell? Can these really be that good? Yeah. And they can be that good. And, and I want to, I no, I don't eat ice cream often, but I wish there was some like either, either like dairy bell or dairy queen or Culver's or whatever made like a Boston baked bean, like blizzard or mixer. Oh man. That would be awesome. Or, or yeah. I can like do it myself, but that's a lot of work. Yeah. And what's the fun in that? Exactly. Yeah. Although speaking of making your own thing, we made banana splits here the other night. I don't think I've had a banana split in my life. In like, have you ever had a banana split? Um, um, it's been a long time, and like I'm talking like thirty years long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been ages. Like in my mind, banana split always equals like stomach ache because I maybe I had one years ago, and it it's just like so much that there's no way one person can humanly eat a banana split by themselves. Mm-hmm. But um. I was like, all right, we're going to do a banana splits. So we made banana splits here. And I, I didn't even know what was in a banana split. It's, I mean, it's just, I always wondered why it was called a banana split. And I actually looked up a recipe. It's because you split the damn banana in half. <laughs> <laughs> you split the banana, no banana bigger. split. Yeah. I mean, revolutionary. But so, you know, you split the banana. We had like two or three scoops of ice cream, some whipped cream, some chocolate syrup, some nuts, some cherries. Like it's freaking delicious and they're fun to make. And, 
you can make them like however we made them like just enough for one person. And then the next day we went to Dairy Bell and Cedar Lake and the people in front of me ordered a banana split and the guy ordered a small banana split and it came out and there's no way one person could have eaten that entire thing. And he's like, what size is a large? How does anybody eat a large? And the girl behind the counter was like, they don't. Right. (laughs) What do you, anyway, I'm seriously off topic here on a Ferrara pan, but, um, for the the first time I ever heard of Ferrara Pan was during Cubs games. Do you remember that when we were kids? No. They were the official candy of the Chicago Cubs. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so like during all Cubs telecasts on Channel 9, they would be like, and they might have even been like the sponsor of the leadoff man or the 10th inning show Okay. on WGN. Because I, I vividly remember like Ferrara Pan Candy, the official candy of the Chicago Cubs and like Lemonheads and they sold Lemonheads at Wrigley Field. So I, that's what I've always ever since then I've associated Far, Ferrara Pan with the Cubs. So I'm definitely getting some Lemonheads tomorrow. There you go. Um, how about Home Run in Pizza? Okay, so home run in pizza, I've never had it before. And I know that uh, that, uh, that it's at Wrigley Field and, and shit, I think, right? But, I don't know if it is anymore. Okay. It used to be. That was another Wrigley Field sp- or Cubs sponsor when we were kids oh. was home run in pizza. Yeah, so I just call me an idiot, but I can't eat a piece of pizza at a baseball game. I yeah. I and I I would if I was really hungry. I I could I could eat it eat it at a fucking hockey game or basketball game or like but at a baseball games I just have to have a wiener in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say that you're going to have a hot dog. Right, I know, but hey. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel the same way. Um, but I will say like, you know, last year when I went to Wrigley, one of the, a couple of the times mm-hmm. I, I did the more adventurous eating and got like pulled pork or like, um, out, out in the bleachers, they had like these gourmet stands and stuff. Right. Did, and did you feel I don't, weird? I mean, it wasn't weird because I was looking at, it was almost just, you know, we had this, this, this discussion before about like what you expect when you go, you can expect different things, different experiences when you go to Wrigley field. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, all right, this is going to be the experience. This is going to be the non-traditional hot dog experience. It's, it's not going to be the hot dog experience. It's going to be the, okay, let's eat some cool food while we're watching the game, you know? And it was, I mean, it was pretty good. It was, it was the only bad thing. Like I stood in line for like an inning and a half. So because it was a popular place and, you know, you can only get that specialized food at one place as opposed to a hot dog that you can get, you know, at 40 million places. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying about, you, you want certain things at a game. That's how I am a lot of the time. Um, 
But with home run and pizza, I had never had it until like about a month ago. And I always see it in Meyer, and it's like $8 for a home run in frozen pizza, which is just like ridiculous to me because you can get like a DiGiorno for like $6, you know? So why am I paying $8 for this home run in pizza? But like tons of people like them and they're always like low, low on, low in stock on them. So I bought a couple and we had, um, and the, it was really, really good. It was about as good of a frozen pizza as you can get. Mm. So it was, it was worth the, the addition. I mean, it's a really thin crust. Okay. But it was like, you pull it out of the oven and it's hard to believe that it's a frozen pizza. It was really good. Hmm. I don't, but see, when I think of things like frozen pizza, <clears throat> frozen pizza is a different thing than regular pizza, obviously, right. to me. Like, when if you're having a frozen pizza, at least if I'm having a frozen pizza, I'm looking for value. Okay. Like, even the best home run in frozen pizza, which is a good frozen pizza, just pales in comparison to like a pizzeria pizza that you go and buy. Yes. You you agree? 100%. So like, it's almost like two different things, you know, like I'll go and pay $22 for a good pizza somewhere. But like a frozen pizza, I want like a $4 pizza, you know? <laughs> So, and that's why, like, I've never, I've never purchased the Meyer brand frozen pizza, but it just occurred to me the other day. I just noticed the other day, the Meyer brand frozen pizza is like $2 and 49 cents. And it's, it's probably not a home run in pizza. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It could be like, it's not a huge pizza. So it would probably take like three pizzas to feed me and three kids. Right. But still like. I want to, I want to get, I want to get them and try them. They're, they're always out of stock, so I can't, but like, I want to, I want to see like a, a, oh, that would be another good summer idea. Frozen pizza taste test and see what's, what's best. Yeah. I, um, uh, I used to love tombstone pizzas. Yeah. Tombstone. I don't know when we were kids they seem so awesome yeah do you ever eat frozen pizza anymore um i'll pick up a a, a DiGiorno. i mean i haven't yeah haven't in a while because i'm i don't know i mean i eat pizza often uh, yeah and and i'll just order it uh like if i want kind of cheap pizza then i'll get um dominoes yeah uh yeah which i really like it's hard to ever since domino's revamped their pizza like 10 years ago really like good. you cannot go wrong yeah, with domino's really pizza um this past weekend um we we, we ordered tomato bar okay which it, it's just a local place here so listeners might not know it if they're not from northwest indiana but um so I, you know, my daughter wanted the avocado sandwiches that they have, which are delicious. If you've never had them, like check them out. They're freaking great. And then, so it was going to be me and my two sons eating a pizza. 
and I like pretty much forced my other son to, he's like, no, I'll just have some pizza. I was like, yeah, but you really like their muffaletta sandwiches. Like get one of those. He's like, no, I'll just have some pizza. I was, no, it's fine. Get a sandwich. Cause like, I did not want to have to share my pizza with two other kids. I only wanted to share it with one other kid. So like I pretty much peer pressured him into getting a sandwich so I could eat more pizza. Which was a solid move because me and the one son polished off the pizza by ourselves. Oh, uh, uh, what pizza was it? Um, it was the, um, was it the like magic potion or something or, um, it was the one that was, has like spinach and mostly vegetarian except for the sausage. Let's see. I'm on their, I'm on their website now. The, the magic of technology, magic potion. Red sauce with sun-dried tomatoes, spinach, mozzarella, provolone, feta, Italian sausage, Roma tomatoes with a pesto swirl. Tasty. I highly recommend it. Um, I went to this pizza place in Chicago a few years ago uh, called Coal Fire Pizza, I think is the name of it. Have you ever been there? Uh, no, I haven't. It was... It was voted like best pizza in Chicago, like by somebody or other, but they made a pepperoni pizza and put a swirl of honey on it. Okay. Which I've never seen before or since, but the swirl of honey on the pepperoni was just outstanding. What did it like? What did it change? I, th- I think like the sweetness on top of like the spiciness of the pepperoni okay. was just kind of like, it kind of like, you know, laid back the pepperoni a little bit. Not, not that pepperoni is like super spicy, but like just that little bit of sweetness with it was just great. It's an interesting combination. Yeah. That, that's what I thought when I saw it on the menu, I was like, do I really want honey on my pizza? And, and actually, you know what? We didn't even order it that way. We ordered one without honey. Mm-hmm. And then they delivered one to the table with honey. And they were like, we messed this up. We put honey on it. You, you can have it because we messed it up. And then we'll put one. We'll give you another one like the one that you wanted. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting an extra pizza. Oh, wow. Shit. And I was like, hell yeah, I can put away some pizza. That's for sure. Which one was better? Which one would you order? With honey, absolutely. With honey, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't been back there since, and I was only there once. But it, I've I've wanted to go back for a long time, and it's really good. I'm gonna try to look that up real quick and see if there was anything else on it because, um, yeah, we were at the one in West Town, and let's see, pepperoni. No, it was, they have a pepperoni and whipped ricotta one. Pork pepperoni, mozzarella, smoked mozzarella, and whipped ricotta. Damn. But it wasn't that one. Uh, they must have changed it. They don't have one on there now. But anyway, if you see a pepperoni with honey pizza, check it out. You'll be glad you, d- you did. Okay. And then you can thank me for it. <clears throat> maybe i'll well i mean you won't find it around here so maybe i'll order a pizza and fucking 
drizzle my own honey on there. Yeah, yeah. Although I do you ever make your own pizza? Um not not in a while. It's something I would well like to start doing but just haven't. Yeah. yeah. Um we I make pizza, homemade pizza, like make the dough and everything. Probably we have it probably once a month, I would say. Okay. And I just raved about this pepperoni pizza with honey and not once have I ever put honey on the pizza. <laughs> like I always forget about it. We do a lot of different things with it, but I've never thought of, of doing that. I've actually, but I actually tell my kids all the time, like in a, in a few years when I build a house, I'm actually going to build a pizza oven in the backyard. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be great yeah. to have like a, I mean, it would be the least economically sensible thing you could possibly do to spend like thousands of dollars on a pizza oven. Well, I'm sure that it would have multiple uses. Yeah, I, I probably. Make it a wood I mean, fire it could, it could oven a, and then, I don't know. And I mean, I could bake bread in it too, yeah. you know, and yeah, but um I don't know. I just think it would be awesome. I love, I love homemade pizza. Um, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking water. Um, what? I know. So oh, you have work to do, right? Yeah. Um, today I was pretty busy and I didn't have, uh, very much on the liquid intake or food. Or a food intake, so <laughs> had I chosen alcohol, it probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have uh, uh, agreed with my system. So, um, yeah, I'm having water right now. Well, I think this is the first time that I'm drinking, and you're not. Mm-hmm. And but back to back, also, I didn't drink on the last one. But I mean, the night is young, though. Did I drink on the last one? No, I think I did, but you weren't. Okay, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I don't think I did. I've been trying to lay off a little bit, but um, I I wanted some beer tonight, so I stopped and I got some 18th Street Brewery. Okay. Pins and Needles. Pins and Needles. What's that? Double Dry Hopped Double India Pale Ale. Okay. How is it? Which... I was, so if you say a double India pale ale, what are you expecting? Real hoppy, I, I think. Real, yeah, real hoppy, kind of high on the, the, the bitterness factor, mm-hmm. right? This is almost, I don't want to say sickeningly sweet, but it is super sweet. Hmm. Like... I I could give this to my nine-year-old daughter and she would like it. <laughs> Seriously. And, I mean, she's, she's, it, it's not a Drew Barrymore. She's not a Drew Barrymore alcoholic either. Like, like it's, it is really sweet beer. Hmm. And I looked it up and it says like with heavy citrus notes and yeah, very heavy citrus notes. Like it, it almost doesn't even taste like an IPA. But it's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just not what I was expecting. Right. And 
like when you when you buy an IPA, you're not expecting like there's fruit notes to a lot of it, you know, mm-hmm. but like I have the least sensitive palate and taste buds in the history of man. And if I can taste like the sweet citrusy of this, it's like you guys have gone too far. Too much. So too uh, much. would you recommend it to try only or would you steer clear of it? totally definitely try it okay definitely try it because i mean it is good right i will i'll drink it i'm not going to pour it down the drain it is good but it's just you know it's not what you're expecting so when you're expecting one thing and you get another it's just like whoa what the heck is this yeah and it's all right before yeah and i mean to me, it's sort of a testament to what they can do with beer. You know, you're expecting an IPA, a bitter IPA, and then you get like this really sweet, fruity beer. And it's like, how can you call that? And how can you even do that with an IPA? You know, right. Then you find out that they just poured you the wrong fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the wrong beer in a can. <laughs> Which brings me back to a crazy story from like probably 10 years ago. I was drinking a lot of Diet Dr. Pepper. That was my primary drink of choice was Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. It's good. I haven't had it in years, but Diet Dr. Pepper is delicious. Well, I I think um, tomorrow a bottle of of a Diet Dr. Pepper and a box of Runts are on your lunch menu. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. (laughs) Um, I... (laughs) Okay, I'll get back to that in a second. But like all week, I've been eating pretty much nothing but cucumbers and arugula. (laughs) I'm on this cucumber kick. Okay, if you're looking for a snack, get a cucumber, slice it, combine sriracha and mustard, Mm -hmm. mix it up, dip the cucumber in the sriracha and mustard, and then send me an email and thank me because it's delicious. Okay. Uh, uh, what mustard? Just like yellow Just mustard? Plain, plain yellow mustard. I mean, I'm sure it's fine with spicy or honey Dijon or brown mustard or anything. But like I've just been using regular old yellow mustard. Like 70-30 sriracha to mustard. Like you want a lot of sriracha. And yeah. then the mustard just to cut it a little bit. It's good. And the in the the crunch of the cucumber, in the coolness of the cucumber, like the, it cools your tongue with the heat of the sriracha. It's, I mean, you're it's all over it. It's basically gourmet shit, just served on like you know my Batman plastic plates. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I talking about before that? Uh, you were talking about oh oh shit. Um, mm, damn it! Cucumbers? No, no, <laughs> no. That, that was part of that. I know shit. Um, Eating arugula and cucumbers all week. Right. Runs. Oh oh. Beer. The um. You're talking about the cucumbers and uh, and. Uh, then I brought up the Dr. Pepper and Runt. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper was my drink of choice like 10 years ago. 
I bought a 12 pack from the store and drinking the 12 pack and out of the 12 pack of Diet Dr. Pepper, I pull one can of root beer. It's a random can of root beer? Just a random can of root beer. Okay. And I was like, how the hell did this happen? Like, how do you just end up with one can of root beer in the can in the Diet Dr. Pepper? And I, who is it? Like, Diet Dr. Pepper is mostly a pep, is a Pepsi-ish brand, right? Yes. So that would be not Barks, but uh, A and A and W or Dad's Dad's root beer, uh, mug, uh, mug. Maybe it's mug. Yeah. Whatever root beer. God, there's a lot of root beers out there. Root beer is really good too. It is. Um, but anyway, there was a can of root beer in there, which was just bizarre having a can of root beer in the Diet Dr Pepper box. But I like root beer, so I was like, all right, I'll drink it. I opened the can of root beer. Inside the can of root beer is Diet Dr. Pepper. What the hell's going on over there? <laughs> the only so I think somehow like a root beer can made it onto the Diet Dr. Pepper assembly line. And they filled it with Diet Dr. Pepper, put it in a Diet Dr. Pepper box, but it was just a can of root beer. Right. It was did you I, I wish hell yeah I drink it. <laughs> I wish that I would have never opened it though. But but well no, because if you never open it, you don't know that that there's that it's not root beer inside. I don't know. Right. I probably would have thrown it out thinking uh that it was poison and put on there on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like the Tylenol scare. Of it, it, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember that when we were kids? Yeah, I think that happened. Um, were we in kindergarten? That was like 83, 84, right? Um, I think it was probably around that time. Let's see. Um, 1982. Oh, yeah, oh that's, shit. That's what I was guessing was 1982. Okay. September, October, 1982. So we started kindergarten in what? 83, right? 83, yeah. Okay. So it was like, if we went to preschool, it would have been then. Right. Um, but I vividly remember though the commercials they showed like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? And they they were like very serious, like we take this seriously and we're trying to protect you. And like those commercials freaked me out because <laughs> I was like, what the? So that, yeah, 82. So I was like four and a half. Yeah. But I vividly remember that. Like, that's crazy. And like, who was it? Like, there were like people from, um, the same family died. Um, yeah, I won't go through and read it, but it was like, like two people from the same family died. And then like two of like their relatives were so upset. They took, um, Tylenol to like, cause they were so upset or something and they got headaches or something. Um, here, let's see. A 12-year-old girl died after taking a capsule. 
and then another dude died after ingesting Tylenol. Then his brother and sister-in-law died after taking Tylenol from the same bottle because they were like having headaches because they were upset about his death. Right. So what did they find out? Nothing. They never found out anything. They found they knew that the bottle was tampered with and there was cyanide in the bottle. But they they never found out if it was done in the factory or afterwards. They never had any suspects. Nothing. Was, Nobody ever got in trouble for it. Was that in Chicago? It was. Wow. Yep, Elk Grove Village, Arlington Heights, Elmhurst, Lyle, Winfield. Yeah. And that's the reason why you have like sealed bottles now. Right. Which is crazy. What? All right. We can't end on a downer like that. No, I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> so. Might as well. Uh, Talk about fucking Richard Speck, too, if we're going to talk about <laughs> Chicago tragedies. <laughs> All right. I'll, I, I have some Richard, I have some things to say about Richard Speck, but we'll bring him up on a future episode. Right, right, right. I'm guessing that it's pretty one sided. <laughs> yeah. There's no, nothing complimentary to say about right, Richard Speck. Right. There, there was that video of him like doing heroin in prison, like right before he died, geez. which makes you wonder, like, how do you get heroin in prison? But right. um, so I'm last night. I'm uh, I watched um, I watched Ferris Bueller. OK. And then. Which, you know, for the 10,000th time, which, when was the last time you watched that movie? Uh, I'd say at least like four or five years ago. Okay, so not that long right. ago. And you liked it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It holds up really well. I think so. I mean, like, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's enough humor we can still relate to. Well, I mean... Yeah, it's like uh, ditching high school and shit currently, but I mean, right, I could totally get behind stealing a Ferrari. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And and I will give you credit for. Oh no no no! I'm never mind. I'm I'm confusing things. Jeffrey Jones was a sicko in that he was arrested for like child pornography. Yeah, after don't, that, don't associate credit and me with that fucking guy. No, what I'm going to what I was going to do was give you credit for calling him out years before he was arrested, but it wasn't him. Right, right. right. It was the Frugal Gourmet. Fucking Frugal Gourmet. I fucking for years. out over television. Yes, for years you were like something's not right with that guy. Mm -hmm. He's doing some suspect shit. Yep. And then like literally like almost a decade after that he was arrested for that or he got in trouble for that. The guy and reeked of it. I thought <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. I mean that, that, that you tracked that down is just awesome, but Hey man, Hey man, it's those heightened Asian senses. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode with Dean Cameron. I think he thought that I was kind of being a jerk about it. No, really? I, 
Yeah, he seemed like a little uncomfortable with the whole heightened Asian senses thing. I think he, I think he thinks that I hate you because you're Asian. (laughs) 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 This whole thirty-year friendship thing is just a big long, just to lull you into a false sense of security. I know. Um, but anyway, uh, so I I watch Ferris Bueller, and then I have some more time to kill. So I turn on. I've been. I've been watching a lot of stand-up comedy specials mm-hmm. lately and I turned on Burt Kreischer. Do you know Burt Kreischer? Uh, I don't think so. If I no. see him, uh, maybe, but not off the well, top of my head. He, he, he always performs without a shirt. Okay. Yeah. I have no fucking clue that. <laughs> okay. And, and he's like, he's not the kind of guy that should not wear a shirt. <laughs> right. Um, but you might be familiar with one of the films that was inspired by his college days, um, which I can't remember the name of the, the Will Ferrell movie about him being an old guy in college. Old school, old school, okay. old school. Yes. In, inspired by Burt Kreischer, who spent like six or seven years as an undergrad at Florida or Florida State University or something okay. like that. So like and, and was named by Playboy or somebody is like the number one partier in America or something like that. Burt Kreischer. So I'm watching Burt Kreischer and I know, I know Burt Kreischer just from other comedy stuff over the years. And he's got a new special that came out in March. So I was like, yeah, I haven't watched much Burt Kreischer. I'll turn him on. I wasn't impressed. He's, he's fine. Like a lot of this stuff just wasn't really my cup of tea. And like, there was a lot of moments of like, yeah, that's funny instead of actually laughing, which is always a sign that like, maybe it's not really that funny. Right. But, um, (laughs) I'm, I'm watching it on Netflix and whenever I watch anything on Netflix or Amazon, I always have the closed captioning on. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, like, it's not that I can't hear the TV, but I just like, I don't know why I like it, but I always like just having it on to be able to read what they say too. Like maybe if I'm, I I don't, it's not that it's going to be loud or anything, but I always watch everything with closed captioning on. It's not a good idea on a stand-up special to watch it with closed captioning because you see the caption like a split second before he says what he says. And it's just not as funny reading it, you know, <laughs> like I noticed the same thing when I was watching Mark Maron's special and Jerry Seinfeld and Chris D'Elia and like a lot of these that I've watched lately. So much of the art is in how they say it. Right, right. And that's what makes it funny is how they say it. And like you can read the same words on the screen and it kind of ruins it because you're not hearing them deliver mm-hmm. it. So... If you're watching comedy specials, turn off the damn <laughs> captioning. That's our life lesson for today. For the day. <laughs> right. Right. Do you ever watch stand up or no? Um, pretty rarely. Um, yeah. Recently watched uh, the NZ's Ansari. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, which I uh, enjoyed. Um was that a, was that a recent one? Yeah, uh, we watched it. Um, uh, he, it, I mean, came out on Netflix. I, or it either 
earlier this year or sometime last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that one I, is, is a lot of that in response to the accusation. He actually, accusation. he, um, he opens up with it. He, um, okay. He, uh, addresses it right away. And a few, yeah. uh, topics are, are kind of, you know, b- based upon that, but he, you know, I feel he did a good job and I mean, seems, uh, like he learned something. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I, I'll watch that one. Cause I've, he's always somebody who isn't terribly funny to me often, but I'm interested to see what he has to say about that. So right. I'll definitely check that yeah, out. I, he's, uh, definitely watch it because he, he, uh, has a, has a pretty good, uh, part basically on, on uh, what we call uh, recreational outrage so right yeah yeah okay um, and and i i felt like that was a lot of what the situation surrounding him was right like i don't want to totally discount it but yeah. in comparison to some of the other stuff it seemed like it was a lot of recreational outrages as you like to say and as i tend to agree with on a lot of the, those points mm-hmm. but anyway all right a season sorry we'll check that yeah. out probably after i watch ted fujita though yeah yes uh, if you want to watch a real fucking genius in action ted fujita <laughs> it is no i i thought it was i knew a lot about him um a, like about his work but not like his background the guy was yeah. he he is he is um was and is i mean he was amazing i mean um, yeah amazing yeah. part of the science community all right we'll check it out man right and um what else is um you know part of the science community and what baffles that one of the great mysteries is laying ice and how it keeps things so ice cold for so long with little little melting action so i would rush it's you know it's hot out okay if you're out there if you're outside it's 90 and you're doing yard work and you're thinking fuck man i'm so thirsty i just this just water plain water isn't cutting it or this popper whatever if you're drinking champagne and doing the hedges what have you whatever keeps you uh keeps it quenched it's gonna be better with laying ice now personally don't put laying ice in champagne that's just something an asshole would do but if you're thirsty and you want something ice cold and you want to make your mouth happy and your drink happy, laying ice. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> if you're doing your hedges and drinking champagne. <laughs> well, I just want to like just just uh, emphasize. Make it real glamorous. Everybody has a preference in what you do and you're still my friend. I okay. Do you before we go one last thing? Yeah. Do you remember this? I I'm sure I told you this. Like late '90s, I'm cutting the hedges at my house, mm-hmm. 
along Portland Road there and like trimming the hedges. Do you remember me telling you the story? Like I have a hedge trimmer and I have this uncontrollable urge to stick my fingers in the blades of the hedge trimmer. I do, yes. So I did it. Uh I turned on the hedge trimmer. I stuck my left index finger into the blades of the hedge trimmer. I, I, I like turned it on, turned it off as it was dying. I stuck my finger in there. And guess what happened? It cut the shit out of my finger. And I had like a ton of skin hanging off and it was bleeding like crazy. And it was, I think I probably still have a scar on the side of my finger from where I cut the shit out of my finger from a hedge. Right. And had Brett chopped his finger off, he would have put it on laying ice. They would have (laughs) sewed that thing back on because it would have been perfectly preserved. (laughs) of course of course so let that be two pieces of information you gleaned from this episode if you cut anything off use laying ice and don't put your finger in a hedge trimmer because it will hurt and you will bleed yes all right come back on monday for another episode thanks for listening tell a friend and uh we'll talk to you later Bye-bye.